0: and welcome to the Anfield Talk podcast after Liverpool lose for the fifth time in a row at Anfield they lose 1-0 to Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea Um, they they get comprehensively beaten to be honest Um, and we are going to be discussing it we've got Robson and we've got Charlie how are you guys I'm all right, yeah.
1: Um, I've been painting all week, so I, I'm trying to weigh up what's what I'm, uh, what's going to be more enjoyable: being sat on this podcast talking about us losing another game, or painting a ceiling upstairs. I think it might be being sat here with you guys. So you know, I'm, I'm quite uh, quite quite content, I'd say.
2: I think I'm I'm content. As well. I'm not, you know, I'm obviously not feeling too positive after the game, but I'm just think I'm taking this whole season as just one fluke, and I'm just I'm vibing with it now. I'm thinking, oh, whatever, I don't care. No, yeah. season was over six months ago.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think everybody's at that stage now because it's been such a horrid season with everything that's been happening. Um, but we're gonna try and you know we're gonna try and make our listeners feel a bit you know to kind of get through this you know uh, look at in it, it in a bit of, of a different way. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we're gonna try. we we'll find it. a way. <laughs> we'll find a way. We're gonna start off with the game, just in general, um, as I mentioned before. I mean, it's another poor display from Liverpool. Um, it's another toothless display. Uh, you know, issues at the back, um, not too many issues, but, you know, weaknesses that are there to exploit, which get exploited again. Um, and then, uh, obviously, our attacking issues at the moment, not being able to score any goals, um, the form of a lot of players, all of these kind of things. And then, obviously, we're going to get into the Klopp substitutions as well. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a talk about Salah, Mane, Firmino. Um, we, we might try and give some some, some credit to Chelsea as well because I, I, I was quite impressed. I don't know about you guys, but, um, yeah, and then we're gonna look forward to Fulham. But, um, Robson, I'll, I'll start off with you. Your general thoughts on the game, how you're feeling, you know, just, just let it all out. Um, thoughts on the game was,
1: uh, honestly, that. I think we could have had a full-strength team out, and Chelsea still could have beat us. Um, I thought they were. I honestly was really, really impressed. I'm. I haven't, i have not seen them under um Tuchel yet, because um, I, to be honest, hasn't been watching as much football as I normally do, just due, due to us being pretty crap. To be honest, I just hasn't haven't really been in the mood, especially English football. Anyway, mm. so, um, yeah, I, I was like really, really impressed. I mean, we were we were terrible. But they were really, really good. I thought like they got he got his tactics spot on. Um, I was really impressed by Werner. I thought he he held the line very well. He was kind of shades of Torres, I think, especially with his goal that was disallowed, which in my opinion I, I don't think should have been disallowed. I thought it was on. I thought he was level. Um, in general, um, the cycle kind of goes: we get beat. I watch a press conference with Klopp, and I feel a bit better. Then we win a game, and I feel like we're going to win the league, and then, or at least get top four, and then, um, nice I get I get really uh, like pumped up, and then we lose again, and then I feel really shit, and and then I watch a press conference, and Klopp gets me g'd up again, and then <laughs> just goes from there. Really, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like Grand Hog Day at the moment. <laughs> it really is, but um, I think like. I tweeted last night saying I don't feel like if Virgil was in the team last night, or I don't feel the result would have been any different other than we, we might have got a draw. But because um, the defending was really, really poor for the goal, um, Virgil might have stopped it. But we wouldn't have scored. So I don't um, think it really... I think we're kind of getting to the point where it's a bit past um, being able to blame the injuries. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's getting a bit... Yeah. Um, getting a bit a bit worrying i think in a different sense because we're starting to get the players back and we're still playing in a similar way
2: it feels like we've been watching the same game for about three months
1: exactly so what happens if um you know we write this season off we have the summer we prepare we sign who we end up signing whether it be top targets or you know third or fourth on the list with us not being able uh, to use the champions league as a draw and then we start next season and it's Things are going pretty similar to what they're going now, then what happens? That mm. that's what my worry's starting to
0: become. I think um I think Charlie Connor just mentioned it there and, and I'm gonna to come to you as well, Charlie, on it, uh, just in general. It feels like it's it's basically Grand Hog Day every game. Um after after Chelsea score. Uh similar to Everton, I, I tweeted, we're not gonna score. It's we we know how this game's gonna go. Uh mm. I mean, you have your hope. You watch the game. You just hope and pray. You think something's going to go differently, but really, I mean, everyone could have switched that off after the first goal, and we would have known that we we just weren't going to score. And that's that's the that's the tough thing to take because how bad is it that even your own fans know you're not going to score? Like that's that's a really bad position to be in. Uh, what were your thoughts?
2: Uh if I were to just go completely out there, I think it's. The only thing Klopp got right that night was the team selection. It's the worst set of substitutions I've ever seen him make, and it's the worst in-game tactical management and general awareness, almost, of the team. It was shambolic. I, You can't name me three things that we were good at last night and played against Chelsea's weakness, because Klopp literally fed into Tuchel's hands, and to be fair to them, they played very well. But the fact that we're doing that to Chelsea, you know... What on earth is going on in training that leads to this mess that we've been playing in for honestly? I'm gonna say it's been about a year we've been playing like this. We've had the occasional mm. few games where we've been good, and it's just been awful since.
0: Just think, it's been awful since the since the, the, the break, really.
2: Um, it's been um, Watford. since what in it's just been hideous. Mm. Had some highlights moments kind of things we've had games where, like Leicester and Wolves this season where we did well Palace was great but then we have Villa you know Southampton City Chelsea United in the Cup Everton Burnley Brighton Brighton again West mm. Brom Fulham almost Sheffield United at home you should think that's only this season that's concerning. And then you've got the lockdown period as well, where we drew to Burnley, spanked by City. All right, we won the league, but that shouldn't make our heads drop. You know, if that was City in that position, I can guarantee their heads wouldn't drop at all. They'd be, you know, trying to get that 100 points. And we had such mm-hmm. an easy, you know, it was a very strong chance that we would get the 100 points. And we didn't. And it, I just think it's a an attitude issue almost. It's just like... The players don't seem to care. They come out in the press and say that they care, but they don't. I also think that Robertson is the, he's the only one that's come out and publicly said, "You know, we're awful." It's
0: I mean, yeah, I I, I think um, I think that's a a damning verdict from you, Charlie, in, in regards to them. I think I think you're right. It, it feels like maybe we don't realise just how bad this is because of the issues that we've had, but those issues they go back you know, quite a while, um, you know, quite a while back, um, you know, even I would say, like you said, Watford, Atletico, and then we had the the, the, the COVID break and, and we've been rubbish kind of since really, apart from a few, you know, random performances here and there. Robson, what were you? Um. you?
1: Yeah, like, I think one of the, the things that uh, Charlie alluded to about them, you know, not being really any team spirit or kind of passion there it's just, it's so evident at the moment. And, um, I mean, we wheel Roberts, uh, Robertson out after every defeat to talk to the press for some reason. And why that boy is not vice captain is beyond me because he's the only, behind Henderson, he's the next, next in line, surely. because, um, people talk about Trent or like, um, you know, maybe Virgil is probably a, would be good as well, but, you know, we'd, we're not seeing any interviews from him at the moment. But, um, Robertson comes out in the press and, Basically takes the takes the blame for it every pretty much every week, and I just think um, someone else needs to come out and take some blame, not on not on Twitter where it's you know easy to do so, um, like which Naldon does and things like that. Like I mean, I want to see interviews from other players and hear what their opinions are on it. I'm quite sick of seeing Robertson be wheeled out and having to take all of the brunt from the kind of media and answer all the questions on on behalf of the team when really. It's only because he's uh, been a consist, like consistently in the team,
0: pretty much every game. Yeah. the The only thing with that is, I think the issue is like, like, like we get annoyed when the the players kind of tweet what they tweet and then they don't they don't end up you know doing what they're gonna do and stuff like that. Even Robertson, after every last you know, fair play to him, he, he stands it up as a man, like you know, in an interview and and kind of says it's not good enough, but. The problem is with all of them it's the same thing. They're yeah. saying the same thing and the same thing is happening um, in the next game. So, you know, it's like the only thing they can say is what they say. Like yeah. they can't say anything else really. It, but it's but, proven on the pitch then, as well. Yeah. Because, yeah, then um, on the pitch it's the same thing.
1: Yeah, like I mean that thing with Mane last night when um Kovacic kicks the ball off his head. Mm. Oh, that was uh, like for it was it was not nice to see regardless of who it was because it was point blank range and like to kick a ball off someone's head from there it's it's really dangerous like people can laugh at that all they want and like make jokes out of it and i've seen loads of people like and you can kind of laugh it off but at the same time it is dangerous regardless of what people think but no one even went over and kind of like was bothered by it and Hmm. now it's kind of we've seen henderson get all up in diego costa's face a few seasons ago and maybe that's what it was lacking. Like. like, we didn't have a Henderson on the pitch last night to kind of yeah, be I think, annoyed about I it. I that's
0: been the case with, with Henderson on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, well, that's we ha- true, exactly, yeah.
1: Like, like, no one, like, no one cares. No one gets, no one gets pissed Loughran. off at anything. Like, as fans, we're sat at home now because we can't be at Anfield or anything. And I'm and just, like, getting really, really frustrated at things and getting, like, riled up. And the players on the pitch don't seem off by anything. And I don't know if it's just because... Well, even I just I, I I actually don't understand I I couldn't I can't give you a reason why they think it's acceptable and not have passion when and I think it's proven by like even some injuries as well. This is kind of like me putting my tinfoil hat on really, like and conspiracies and shit like that. But when players are getting little niggles and stuff like that, you we heard about like Henderson getting injections and stuff last season to play through uh games because you know we're on a title run and we wanted to win uh win the league and. You know, every game was huge and we were going and we were winning. And, you know, you wanted to play and you wanted to play in in those games because we were like the almighty Liverpool. Now it's not very fun and it's not very easy on the eye to play for Liverpool because we're losing games and we're playing horrendous football and we can't score goals. You get like players are getting knocks and I think they're just going, oh, yeah, like I'm injured. Maybe I'll sit the next one out because they don't have that fight in them because we're not fighting for a title or anything. We're trying to scrap Mm -hmm. for top four, if not in
0: the League. I guess it's not worth the risk in that sense. Um, I mean, I don't know about the injury issues. We, we can maybe get into that a bit later. But, Charlie, I just wanted to pick up on something you kind of interjected there. there. Did I hear that right? We missed Lovren. Uh, um,
2: in terms of the you know fight kind of player, we do. Because I remember multiple occasions where, you know, something like that's happened. And he's up in their face thinking, what, what on earth are you doing? And mm-hmm. then... For that Mane one last night, I just see Oxlade-Chamberlain pick up the ball and, you know, get ready for the free kick.
0: Yeah. That's, what that on really...
2: earth are you doing?
0: Yeah. It really annoyed me because, like, you know, with Mane, I think, as much as, you know, he's been in poor, poor form and we get frustrated with it, he's still, you know, one of our legends. You know, he's, he's we wouldn't have had our success without him. He was, he's, like, he was the brilliant. Foundation. Yeah, he's 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 definitely a legend in that sense. And seeing him like this is just upsetting because he's you know we we revered him so well and all of that. But nobody backing him up there that really pissed me off because no matter how bad he's been or anything like that, like like the the team should have been backing him up. They should have been around him. Like fucking, he had to just stand up for himself and then he had to let let it go. That really was We've lost was, our energy.
2: We've lost our fight. We've lost everything. Mm, Literally, yeah. the only positives I've had in the last. Like month is Jota and Cato. coming remember, you know. I think just Jota,
1: sp- That's the thing. Like Jota looked really promising when he came on last night. Yeah. I thought he looked like he had, you know, he hadn't been gone at all. He, he looked like straight up to speed. But so that's a bit of hope. But that's kind of what I was getting up before. It's that it mm. doesn't seem like it, it's the injury thing anymore. It seems like it, everything's just gone out of the team. Whether it's the tactics or just everyone's head. But like like Mane is clinical in front of goal for like pretty much the majority of the time he's been here now can barely like is hitting air shots and stuff like that in front of goal and it's it's just so bizarre to see because it's like someone's put a curse on all the players and it's like space jam like it just, yeah. I, just I don't understand what's happening like it's like such it seems like such a liverpool thing to do and it's kind of easy to say that but it's literally yeah. like Unprecedented, what's happened, and I don't, I, I can't physically see how it's ever going to change around. <laughs> like, I, I mm-hmm. don't know if it's possible.
2: I'm still fully blaming the owners, though. I think that they're the whole reason for everything. that's happened. Well, it goes but back it, to it's it not goes, signing goes, anyone. Yeah, and the fitness, in... the fitness as well. And yeah. you know, when we made them redundant for some stupid reason, ever since yeah. that, I think because that was that was at the start of the original lockdown, wasn't it? Because ever since then, since they've gone, we've yeah, that's so true. That's injuries true.
0: and we've been gone off since we, we've had some conspiracy theories coming through uh, the Anfield talk as well and we've, we've seen uh, some tweets that have gone off and, and, and everything like that so so there might be more to it than than we think I wanted to um, move on to I guess the kind of maybe the most controversial thing from yesterday was and we've touched on it a little bit just in terms of Klopp's in-game management and his decision to take off Salah and I've tried to be as you know, the when something like this kind of happens, as crazy as it is, and you know, we all love Klopp and we all back him to the halt and we, we don't we don't kinda of question too many of his decisions in that sense. Obviously we question him, but you know, we kinda of have the understanding that he's, you know, he one of God. the best coaches in the world and stuff like that. But the only thing that I can think of in my head is that if if he felt that Salah was was not doing something um that was instructed to him on the pitch. Um I think that Klopp, if he was taking him off, it was more about looking at the bigger picture in terms of this squad and, you know, if if you know, the the whole squad's been built on, you know, everyone being instructed in their roles. Everyone does their role. And if you don't do it, you're out and you need to work hard and that's the team and everything like that. Um, you know, and I think he's looking at the bigger picture in the sense of if he wasn't doing that then and he's not taking him off or, or something like that, then potentially, you know, he needs to take him off just for that long term kind of keeping everyone together within that vision because it, it looks bad in that sense. So he sacrificed the, the, the game for his long term approach. That's the only thing that I can I can put it in. But you guys you guys give me your TVs.
1: I, I can I can understand that and I think that's quite a you know mature way of looking at it and um it's it's pretty reasonable, um, but from from a fan's point of view, and from like where we were sat last night, you would never. I don't think you would ever have seen um, like Barcelona take off Messi in the 60th minute if they needed a goal, and that's mm. basically what Klopp did last night. Um, and like you say, it was one way of thinking of the bigger picture, but he's also got to think of the short term picture. That um, that game was unlosable last night. We we literally couldn't afford to lose it if we wanted top four. And we needed a goal. We were six, only two-thirds of the way into the match. And instead of you know taking off... Um, well, I mean, you took off Curtis Jones as well, which I didn't agree with. But instead of taking off Bobby, who maybe wasn't really involved in the game much at all, um, or taking off Mane, who seemed to be having quite a poor game, he took off uh, the only player who's been consistently good this season for us. Um, in Salah, the man who was the top goal scorer in the Premier League. Um, it it just kind of... And I, I know he came out afterwards and said that it was to do with... Um, he he didn't want to risk him and stuff like that, but if you're not going to risk him in what was probably the biggest game of the season, when like when do you, do you just never risk him? Like it's, it's a
0: case of playing it too safe. I mean, it could... I mean, I know the game was big, but I guess... The, the the thing against that is maybe there's potentially bigger games in the season but with the Champions League
1: games, yeah, well yeah, that's true yes but I mean games that are going to become bigger games than what they really needed to be mm-hmm. because of that like Chelsea playing Chelsea in a season is always going to be a big game but like now we're going to be looking at. Um, I mean, we we only have United left to play out of the top six, whereas all the other top six still have to play each other. Yeah. All of the people above us still have to play each other. So as much as it looks like we're completely out, and I'm not going to be like optimistic about anything because I don't think we will get top four. No. But what I'm saying is like there's still a very kind it's... of fine chance that it could happen because of the fact that everyone above us still need to play each other. We're just in a really good position that um, we've played everyone above us already, um, but. It's so you are right, but at the same time, it's kind of like I think I'm just thinking in and now that it's very depressing looking at the table. We could be ninth soon. Um,
0: yeah, I think it is depressing. I've, I've got it up right now, but nice. like, just to try and be a bit positive, I oh, don't know how I'm gonna go do this. for it, please. If you look at it, Man United are on 51 points, we're on 43, so it's eight points difference. Everybody is dropping points, and and it's not just that, there's, there's teams from two all the way to maybe eight, nine are all fighting for that top four plays. Um So it's not impossible. I, I, I just don't think it's impossible. The only thing is that things need to start changing in order for us to get it, basically. And like you said, we've the only team that we need to play is Man United away, um, which is probably a positive thing because we're not at home. <laughs> yeah. so, um, other than that, it is teams that are beatable. But we've also dropped points to teams that are beatable. So if... If you are able to slowly, slowly, slowly build up some momentum, it it can be possible, but a lot of things need to change. Charlie, are you as optimistic as I am or are you are you saying that it's done? I
2: am not sure. I'm in two minds. Very, very split in two minds if I'm honest. On the one hand, I can completely see and agree with what you're saying. On the other, I think based on our performances and you know the attitude we're showing I can't see us finishing any higher than ninth like at this rate. But yeah. I have some some optimism. I would be happy finishing sixth if we did well in the Champions League and you know somehow won it. But
1: uh, I'll be happy with us finishing 17th if we won the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just
2: I'm, I'm worried, man. I really am worried. I'm
1: worried. I think I'm not gonna get Europe. Well, yeah, I'm worried we're not going to get the Champions League. I'm not too sure if I can be bothered for a Europa League run, but I don't want to be playing in the the third tier of European football.
2: I don't even want to be playing in Europa League, honestly.
1: Um, yeah, I I don't even know what's more attractive to players: not playing in uh, in Europe or playing in the Europa League. Like, I genuinely think we'd have more chance of signing in Bappe if we weren't in Europe at all than what mm. we would sign and playing them in the Chelsea, Europa
2: League. Um, after they won the league, they finished eighth. Yeah. And at the time, there's no Europe, and then they won the se- the one at the season after. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I think, so I, mean, I
2: think with the limited squad depth we have, I I mean I wouldn't complain. I mean obviously yeah. I'd be you know incredibly annoyed, but it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because then we'd actually be able to try in the cup matches without having to think. Oh damn, we got to rest this guy for you know Shakhtar Donetsk away next Thursday. Mm.
1: Yeah, I hate yeah. Thursday Sunday as well. That game
0: if, week is horrible. Yeah, just um, Today. Just trying to stay on the on the topic of, of the substitutions. Um, one of the things that came out from it was, um, Salah's agent, uh, deciding to tweet at the very moment that he's substituted. Um, Salah's agent's a bit—he's a bit of a strange guy, to be honest. Um, from what Say I understand, at least. he's a Trump wow. supporter. He's a—he's a anti-feminist. Uh, He's probably Lovren's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably why Salah and Lovren are su- such great friends because uh, him and his agent are, are best friends. I don't, it kind of maybe gives me a bit of a uh, a bit of dread in terms of what Salah's views are. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, just in terms of Salah, do you think that this is like like for me? This could potentially be. I don't know. I think know. it's
2: over. I think it's it, gone. Charlie. I think it's gone makes me sad but I I think he's doing nothing this this moment is the breaking point sorry Charlie can you just um oh wait could you not hear me no 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 I was just saying I I think it's over I think this is the breaking point for Salah at Liverpool and it kills me to say that but I I I genuinely think this is over I think the magical fairy tale that my Salah has been for Liverpool I think it's over and it's just sad the way it's happened I can see him leaving. I mean, if I was him, I'd leave. You know, why would you stay at a club that isn't treating you the way that you deserve? All right, he might get bad abuse from Barca or Real Madrid, but we need to treat him better, you know? I, I, I don't, don't know.
1: I think that's like a bit of an over exaggeration. He's only been subbed in one game. Like,
2: it's not yeah, as no, treatment. I'm thinking bad, that, but... and then the contract as well. And then yeah. I'm thinking of everything think... as a whole. I probably didn't word it very well, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah,
0: I think. I think Charlie's being a bit um, strong-handed there, but I, I think there's re- reason to worry the contract situation, especially when your 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 star player is coming out saying, "I want a new contract." Why is he coming out to say that? If
2: if just there's Coutinho vibes, ca- I... yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, um, well, you look at how Coutinho, how it worked with him, and it, that doesn't fill me with dread. But I mean, I, I love Mo so much. Um, I also think that. The reason why I don't think he will leave um especially this summer uh, is just due to the financial like side of it um for the pure fact that we if if we're trying to accept anything under a world record fee for the player who's been the best player in the Premier League for the past four years three years like we're absolutely ridiculous and you think Michael Edwards would let that happen, I just just don't believe he would um mm. so I mean you're talking at least two hundred million I think um and i mean that's some boob job for Linda, if it is as well if he does go um but i don't think he's i don't think he's going i i think like these things keep up like always seem to happen and then it, everything seems to be fine yeah. if, if he does go i'm sure we'll end up I, the only reason that the only way i think he would go is if we knew we would get mbappe um in the other way. The the worrying thing is is that like we could end up doing a Suarez where we were after Sanchez uh mm. try to sell him to that club. Um and then trying to get Sanchez in return. Don't don't get that and end up like with a Balotelli on the hands. <laughs> um but like I, I can't see anyone being able to afford Mo Salah other than PSG. Um so I I'm not really I'm not really too worried about it. I
0: think the the worry is and And it's kind of coming to fruition in the sense of it feels like there's there's a decent rebuild job here. Not not a massive rebuild, I don't think, but there's a rebuild to be done. And we know how FSG don't like to go into their own pockets. We know how Liverpool have been affected by COVID nineteen. They keep mentioning it. So if they are going to recruit a better and create a better squad, they've always seen it as you know sacrificing. They're, they're kind of king in order to get that, which um, which, which which could be the case, yeah, but but, but we'll see how that pans out. But we're, we're starting to see, the the problem is we're starting to see a pattern, like we're starting to see a story build up, isn't it? Mm. So what do you have first? You have the interview first. You have all of those kind of, you know, some reports coming out about the contract and everything like that. And now you have this and you have the poor form. You have us needing to do a mini rebuild job in the summer. So, all of these things are kind of pointing towards one of our superstars basically being sold um in order to rebuild um, and if you don't get top four, it's not gonna even be yeah for an mbappe. It's gonna be just for just for the bare minimum, like just to get center back maybe Which, um, ah. in so so it's it's worrying it's it's a bit worrying.
1: It's really but, interesting because we could probably do a whole podcast on looking back into the past and trying to learn from the past and take positives and negatives from it because in one aspect, we sold our biggest superstar at the time in Felipe Coutinho, and ended up building a fantastic squad from that. So, in one sense, it's like, oh well, what if we could, if we sold in a in a horrible world where we sold Mo Salah, what if we then replaced him with three players that gave us a lot more depth, and then we ended up being like back to winning ways next season? Mm-hmm. In a way, that's like that's great because we're we're winning, but then in a way we you know we've lost. Again, we 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 can't keep relying on this model of selling our biggest player to then fund that, yeah. um, because we know that it's worked both ways. We sold Suarez, and it ended up going horrendously wrong. Um,
0: but then yeah. again, that's, in a way, it's um it's kind of like it's 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 the club they have to see the bigger picture, isn't it? Like yeah. it's kind of like the Salah thing with the substitution. club has to look at. That that bigger picture, and and us as fans, we see it from that one point of view, Mm -hmm. and um, sometimes we don't see that bigger picture because you know, when we saw Coutinho, everyone was upset, and I think that's a good point. Everyone was pissed, he was literally our best player at the time, Um, everything like that. And we just became a better unit because he went for some reason.
1: It's Uh, interesting as well because we played probably better. the best football we ever played under Klopp, in terms of entertainment, was watching us when we had Coutinho, Salah, um, Firmino, and Mane. Like we go back and watch them goals from the Champions League uh, that season, and and in the league really, and it was absolutely like it's mind blowing. It was like it was just so good to watch. But then we've ended up becoming a better like team in terms of winning trophies when he left because it was less glamorous, but it was um, more effective.
0: Yeah. We replaced Coutinho and we got Van Dyke, isn't it? So yeah. it's kind of like, we. I think we I think we very much um, balanced out the team in the sense of we lost an attacking outlet, but we created solidity with just getting Van Dyke in there, uh, yeah. which is interesting. I'm going to ask you guys just, just a quick question then. Uh, yes or no answered. Next year, do you think Salah is going to be in the squad? I'm
2: going to be optimistic and say yes. Yes. Hold
0: on, you started this whole segment I mean, saying you, that. Yeah, no, was... I
2: know, but I'm thinking, I've been thinking while Robson's talking, I think, I, really, I, 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 I don't know. I'm in two minds. I'm going to be optimistic and say yes, but I can see if he does do, Ma- if he
0: Maybe our next conversation
1: will help you. Robson? D- I mean, yeah, I definitely think it will be, but I mean, it's really like... I love a rebuild job. Like my favorite part of football manager is getting like is a is the sort of transition from having a good team into like where they all getting a bit older and kind of building a new squad. And that sounds really like um, so, so, bad so as what a fan. You're that I, is
0: we, we can call you Bob the Builder. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, literally. Like <laughs> Bob the Builder works perfectly because I just love it. It's like my favorite thing to do, and I always find it really interesting to see how managers transition from. Mm. One squad and build the next squad because that's what, like, the greatest managers of all time, I Alex Ferguson, as much as I hate to, to say it. Um, yeah. and he, Pep he in a was... sense, but it, it's a bit different with Pep because he had all the money in the world to do it, so you can't really go wrong uh, and he still has sometimes. I, I don't
0: think Pep's done a rebuild, I, I, I don't think
1: anywhere. No, I think, I, I, I think I he, think he did it pretty by well at Barcelona in terms of um, the like, not the entire squad, but in terms of replacing people with the right people, but it's a lot easier to do yeah, like have... t-
0: I think you're talking about like once you've gone through that um that level of success kind of thing, you have that success you yeah. build, like I think everyone builds a team initially, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like clubs built a team at Liverpool really. Um, who he wanted. Yeah. But
1: but then again like um you look at other teams and you look at the teams so Alex did never really bought like seven players at once to rebuild a team. He did yeah. it over the course of seasons when he was winning trophies, which is <clears> the <throat> biggest problem with signing two players in, in four windows or whatever it was. Minamino as well, but he doesn't really count. Um, after we won the Champions League, we signed no one. Ludicrous. you're the most attractive team in, in world football at that time. You just won the Champions League. You can sign basically anyone you want. Oh, It's I mean, fine. You We've got a good said, enough squad.
2: Didn't he you probably said, well, reinvest in summer and we'll go we'll attack yeah. the league title.
1: Yeah, and we, we didn't. We didn't fucking sign anyone and then, and then we, we won the league. Apart from Adrian. Oh after we won the league.
2: Oh yeah, that as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, but just it's just irritating I mean Maybe then on, that that Thiago are really good signings, in but like in the grand scheme of things we need we kind of need a bit more. Like Yeah. <laughs> we were lucky for kind of
0: It's interesting because because both times we won the league recently, um, Champions League recently. We we just didn't really uh, recruit. I think after the last one, it was Peter Crouch and like Momo Sissoko. um, yeah. And Crouch
1: so, so, took about five years to even get his first goal after that as well. <laughs> it took him so long to score. Now he scored a fluky goal, a bit like Bobby's from the other day. And it was like, oh, yeah. and then he started hitting. But Tosoko but was a great sign. And in, uh, yeah. long time, his injury, if he wasn't uh, so injured, yeah. he would have uh, been like a now a legend, I would say. Because yeah. we had the best midfield in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tosoko was brilliant. I, I remember him playing at the New Camp and... Completely running mm-hmm. the show. Like he yeah, had Ronaldinho, Messi, Deco, Etu all in his pocket. It was, it was amazing. such um, a
1: great period as a Liverpool fan, but no trophies is really strange. But like yeah. I look back at that time thinking outside like my favourite time. good we in
0: Europe. We were brilliant. Yeah. That was the main. Quarter thing.
1: finals, semi finals every year, no, without yeah. a doubt.
0: Moving on uh, to less happy discussions. <laughs> um, Mane and Firmino. <laughs> I put in the agenda. Why are they so crap?
1: <laughs> I think that's the problem. Who some? I'm blaming Bruce Groble or something.
0: I the only thing I can think of. Charlie, do you want to give us your your damning assessment on the two? Um, Be nice.
2: I will try. I just, um I don't know. I don't. I, I don't have words. It's just what on earth. You know, it's the basics, right? I understand Firmino has been inconsistent for, what, a year? And, but Marnie, you know, he's had four goals since Van Dijk got injured, I think. Three or four goals in the league since Van Dijk got injured. You just think, that is, that's our superstar left winger, who we've claimed is the best in the world. I mean, obviously he was in that position, and probably in the world at one point. But, you know, to see our the best left winger in the world, scored three goals since, what, October? Whenever the Everton game was. I just think that isn't good enough. And I can guarantee if we had Shaqiri in that position or even Minamino, they'd get the same amount of goals, same amount of output. Firmino, we've already, you know, we've criticised him enough. He's just useless. Mane, I still have some hope for, but Firmino, I just... You know, he's played a lot of football this season... And obviously Marlon has been out with COVID and everything, that could affect that could have affected this game. But Firmino's had no injury, no nothing. He just I don't I dunno don't if you guys have got like any better words to describe him what he is. I just I don't I don't know what it, what his job is anymore. What does I he don't bring?
1: Think, um I mean I look back to when he first signed him, Rogers was playing him it was a left back or right back when we first signed him. <laughs> um and I kind of think he'd probably do just as good of a job there uh, now as what he does being you should up. Front. Yeah, like I mean, he's he gives a lot, like in the, all the wrong places.
2: Yeah, he's like, the wrong position.
1: Like he's he's normally the deepest out of the front six, and it's like, what what are you doing? You're center, like, but I don't know if this is like because he's worked in the past and he has played in uh, centre forwards. There's no reason why it shouldn't work now, but it's the same with Mane. Like he's the man is the biggest mystery in world football why he's not um performing anymore. I have literally no idea why that is. But with Mino, it's like we brought him in and he was more of an attacking midfielder, um really. Um, he used to play play behind um Volland is it Voland? he used to play Kevin Voland, He used to play behind at uh, Hoffenheim. Um yes. and then um so he was he was never meant to be the goal scorer. And then it's like he kind of became that for a couple of seasons when it was a front three and everyone was assisting each other. So like that's how he got his goals. So that's why he's not getting um, as many goals now because it's because the other two aren't assisting. Mm.
2: Um,
1: because if you look at the assists from the front three in previous years compared to now, it's in it's like the drop off is just insane. I mean, for um, me,
2: his seventeen eighteen season was
1: one of the best seasons. I have like you know I I've think it seen. was
2: forty eight goal contributions. Yeah in yeah. 60 games and you think for a false nine that is you know that's like cristiano ronaldo our nine ronaldo levels of
0: yeah
2: in, in yeah incredible. and the drop-off has just been
0: and that was all premier league and champion league yeah.
2: Yeah. i mean his, his Champions League season was incredible. Was, premier but, league yeah. was
0: incredible and i i just
1: kind of think um there's There's room next season for us to drop him further back and let him play that kind of go forward, backwards and then assist behind the front three. Um, But we can't afford to do that this season because we've only got four attackers that can actually play football. And um, playing all four of them at once is suicide because if one gets injured, then we're back to square one again. So we have to kind of rotate and... I can't wait to see Jota Mane and Salah on the pitch. And I'm hoping Jota, because he looked promising last night, I thought, when he came on anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping he can kind of drag us through and get us win us some games or get us some points on the board just just single-handedly for a bit, Um, which is a lot of pressure on the lad.
0: Just, um, just, I guess, looking ahead a bit more um, in terms of the Fulham game on Sunday, um, I think the good news is, that there's two days between uh, the last game and our, and our next game, so you have a bit of time to kind of recover, and you know get your life in order and um, try and try and you know look you know go for a walk in the park or, or something like that, look at the daffodils, all of those kind of things before we have to play at home again. Um, and we're going to get into it a little bit. Just looking forward a little bit, I guess. Um, the Fulham game on Sunday, uh, obviously it's must win. Um, every game is going to be kind of must win now if we're going to get top four. Things can change around quite quickly. I think one of the things that I would say is, six weeks ago Tuchel and Chelsea were ninth, um, miles away from top four. Now they're in fourth position. Um, obviously, they've done really well to do that, but you know there is still time to turn this around if we can find our form. Um, we have the news that Kabak's going to be injured uh, and not be most likely won't be playing uh, from what we understand from Klopp's Press conference. Um, how uh, how would you guys approach this? Are you changing a lot? Are you keeping it the same? Is there anything drastic that you guys would do?
2: It can't get any worse, can it? So I'd rather just change change it and keep it the same. Yeah,
1: well, because keeping it the same hasn't done anything, has it? It's just made things uh, worse. So I thought Klopp's press conference was really interesting this morning about how he said that um, he didn't. It wasn't the high line that cost us last night because it was we had enough men behind the ball. Um, when the ball was played over, it was just poor defending. I mean, he didn't say that exactly, but it's basically what he was implying. Um, it felt so, like the,
0: because the press was off.
1: That was it, it is it. I mean, that's exactly why. If the whole the whole reason this is happening now is because we can't press, and that's what the whole philosophy and the whole um, mm. just how you players in the Jurgen Klopp and how we've won through. Why a you play a high line? Yeah, Jurgen Which up. is also why you play a high line. Exactly, you, you are right now. Um, so. Yeah, change change things up. Put Fabinho just put Fabinho in midfield. You you Just play whoever you can put a can at the defence. If it's Williams and uh if it's Reese Williams, which I hope it isn't, if it's Davies, if it's um Kabak when he's back, if it's Nat, you know, just like just put a pair in there that can play. Um and then put Fabinho back in midfield, get or in the team, get Kiter in the team, change it up as much as you possibly can to try and get something to work. Um and if we're not going to press, change the tactics slightly. I know it's hard to do midway through a season, but we haven't got any other options really if we want to win football games. Because if you play that high line and don't press the ball, like you just alluded to, you, you you can't. It's redundant. It's pointless, and you're going to
0: lose. Charlie, are you are you doing anything drastic on Sunday?
2: Oh, are we going into lineups now, or are we saving it for the end? Like, no, we're
0: going into now. Robson's just kind of giving his so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for Allison, Trent, yeah. Robertson, and then the back two of Nat and Ben Davies. Because if we're not going to start him against Fulham, who on earth are we going to start him against?
1: I want to see him, mate. I want to see what he's like.
2: And then yes. I'll go for Fabinho, Kater, Thiago, or Jeannie, maybe. Obachi. I'd probably play Milner. Because mm. Thiago, Genie, and Jones can all do with the rest ahead of Leipzig, but I'd probably be smart and play Genie, and mm. then I'd have a front three of Salah, Jota, and Shaqiri. Jota. I've Salah
1: played. in the middle.
2: Uh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Salah in the middle, Shakiri on the right, Jota on the left. Mm. But I just I want to see something new. I want to see something fresh. And you know, we've got Leipzig, and I'd I'd like to see Klopp rest players for that because that game is far more important than Fulham. Obviously, we've got a win against Fulham, but. We have the team to beat Fulham <laughs> with the second team, if that makes sense. We can put out a weakened side or we should still beat them. Uh, we might not, but we should.
0: I think it's going to be a very difficult game. Uh, yeah. Fulham are, I've been watching quite a bit of Fulham. I don't know why. good. But they're very good. They're very physical. A lot oh, of energy. And they have individual quality players like Lukman. Uh, even uh, Loftus-Cheek is is coming into some really good form at the moment. Um I think it's going to be a very tough game. Uh, like We have to battle it out at the end of the day. Like it, We need to grind something out. Just grind it. Feel the pain. Just flip in. Feel the pain and grind out a result of some sorts. I don't care whose backside it kind of comes off. It needs to happen. I think, um, just in terms of the team, I think I kind of agree with what's kind of been said Fabinho you're going into midfield. I don't think it's going to happen, um, but I'd love it to happen. Um, but I, I just think if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Um, it feels like Klopp isn't going away from that, having either one of Fabinho or Henderson in the back when they're fit for some reason. I don't know why. I would like to see Davies play um, because from what I understand, he has some pace. um, So that might be good, like with Fabinho being as slow as he is. Having someone with pace might add another dynamic to the team, especially with their fast players as well. So that would be good to see. Um, I'm going to throw something out that I don't think it's going to happen, or not that I don't I want it to happen, but I can potentially see Urigi starting um, and stuff. I can see it being Jata, Salah, and Urigi. Uh, yeah, it's
1: not a bad shout. Um, I I wouldn't want to say, and you just know that I'll put
0: Urigi just on the left, pretty much yeah. he, he's he holds up the ball pretty well, and
1: like he's so much more effective when he starts a game than when. Um, When he comes on as a sub, like it takes him that long to kind of get into the game. But when you play a ball up to him, he kind of holds it up well. He doesn't really lose it. Um, And sometimes, I guess you you just kind of need that. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Mane and Firmino both drop out. Um, It's drastic. You
0: drop Mane and Firmino after that performance. Yeah,
1: it's it's drastic. But who who really like doesn't want to see just a bit of change at the moment. Um, (sighs) Um. Yeah, it is. Worry- it is worrying, but um, it's also like I guess just like it'll be good to see something different rather than Groundhog Day. At least with if it's different players, you're going to see different kinds of performances. Um, a front free of Jota, Salah, and Origi works massively different to a front free of Firmino, um, Mane, and Salah. So, and then especially if you change the midfield and get Kaiter uh, in there as well. It's, we could see a totally different kind of performance um, so that's basically I think what we have to aim for and what we have to try now we've got literally pretty much nothing to in the Champions League we do but in the league we've got nothing to lose anymore so yeah. we might as well just
2: change things up
0: okay then guys um, score predictions from the game
2: mm. I just don't want to think about that um, <laughs> 1-0 Salah penalty 65th minute mm. Uh, scoring in the first half, that's all I No, know.
1: no, I I, I keep making that tweet uh before every game that it'll be nil no at half time. And It's not to say that the other team won't score, it's mainly to say that we won't score because I think we've got one goal in the last 12 games. In the Is that the first half? Yeah, uh, what, and that
2: was the Mono Spurs, the yeah. Last yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so I, I don't know, I, I think um, possibly 2 1, um, 3 1. Like, I actually do think we'll get a win. Um, but it's just like putting paper over cracks, isn't it? Unless it's a completely different performance. If we, if they make a couple of mistakes and we score a couple of goals and we win like 2-0 or even 1-0, it's kind of like, yeah, we've won, we've got points on the board, which is all we kind of need at the moment. But at the same time, it's kind of like, we know things aren't going to change and as soon as we come up against a better opposition, we're going to be back to square one and losing games. So it's kind of, I guess, just get points on the board. It's all we can really ask for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think from uh, just in terms of predictions, I think it's gonna be. I'm gonna be so negative here. Um, draw, I think right? it's gonna be one all or something. Yeah, I knew it. I knew oh, it.
1: Well, doing realistic uh, <laughs> predictions, I would agree. But I was trying to be slightly more optimistic.
0: <laughs> I, I know usually just... I would say we have to always back our team, but I'm just gonna be it's so know, hard. Back team. I'm it. just like, I think it's gonna be another sh- like. It's just going to be another shit house performance, um, unfortunately.
2: I don't. I'm sure I started this I think.
0: am sure. I'm sure I started this part trying to say that we should make it uh, positive. I think yeah. I kind of uh, talk like myself into negativity
1: the word beforehand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think. Uh, I think we'll leave it at that, lads. Um, thank yeah, you so it's much. To, it's been great. Uh, thank you to Robson and Charlie for for coming on. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's I hope it has. Have been back it's been good to have you back as host. Oh, no, no. I thought you were really good as host, man. I think oh, I <laughs> uh, we need to freshen it up sometimes. Yeah. We need to rotate the hosts and stuff. But <laughs> we can't be like Liverpool, you know what I mean? Like getting injured all the time and stuff like that. <laughs> my, my vocal cords, thank you, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening, guys. Please do um, give us any feedback uh, on the Anfield talk. Let us know how you feel about the games. Let us know how you feel about the podcasts. Um, and we'll catch you hopefully next week after the RB Leipzig game and see you later. Bye. Cheers guys. Cheers.